Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's message was given by guest preacher, Rev. Dr. Barbara Wilson, Associate Executive Presbyter of the PCUSA Presbytery of Chicago. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, which you will find in the New Testament section of our Pew Bibles on page 185 or on your screen. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Paul has expressed joy because of his calling by God to proclaim the gospel in Ephesus and because of the believers to whom he writes. Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Okay, we'll try it again. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Well, what a joy it is to be with us and those who are worshiping virtually as well. I have been blessed tremendously by the music and the atmosphere in this place. And God is here. Thank you to my friend, Reverend Dr. Tassie Green, for this invitation. And thank you for allowing me the liberty to just make these comments before we share God's word. I want to share verses 20 and 21 again. Reading from the New Revised Standard Version, now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church 
and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And then the New Living Translation puts those verses this way. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can, than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, one more, one more. From the Message Bible, verses 20 and 21 of that third chapter of Ephesians read this way. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit, deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory to God down all generations through all millennia. Oh, yes. So from those two verses as the text, I want to invite our attention today on the subject, Embracing God's More. M-O-R-E. Let's pray. May I decrease and you increase. May we have eyes to hear, see, ears to hear, hearts that are open and receptive, and we thank you in advance. Through Jesus Christ, amen. So here's a story. Now, when you hear the story, you're going to know it's not quite a true story, but just go with me anyway. Just, here's a story. God and God's angels were sitting around heaven, and they were watching one of God's children. Might have been looking at first press, right? And the man they were watching had lost, it seems, everything. This is God and the angels, remember? Watching. The man had lost his job, his family. The man was living with homelessness. The man was discouraged, downtrodden. The man was wandering on the street, trying to find somewhere to sleep for the night. So an angel said to God, Lord, do something. Help him. Put $1,000 in his path. He'll see it. He'll pick it up. He'll use it wisely. He'll be able to get up on his feet. God was silent. Meanwhile, the man kept walking. The only thing the man was interested in was finding a rock or a stone, something large enough for a pillow during the night. But God got tired of God's angels talking as if they knew everything. Sounds like me sometimes. And so the money was suddenly in the man's path. And yes, just as God knew, because the man was laser focused on finding a stone or something to use as a pillow, the man stepped right over the money. Never saw it. Completely missed the money. So what's on our minds today? 
What's in our hearts this day as we have come and joined in corporate worship? What are we focused on today in our lives, our families, our work, our retirement, our vacation? There is certainly much happening in our world as we know, our nation, our state, our city, our village, our town, in our own lives and in the lives of all of our families. There's much happening in this congregation. And all of that grips us on today, even as we seek to worship the living God. What has God placed in our paths that we've missed? What's already there? What's already here that we have missed? Because of our laser focus on other things. Now remember, the other things can be good things. Things we have to do. But those good things and blessings and problems and challenges and situations may have blinded us to another blessing, blinded us to the wisdom, the discernment, the opportunity, the help, the support we need as a church right here, right now. Maybe we can't see it because we might be focused on something else. Maybe we're only looking for something else. So let's consider First Presbyterian Church of Evanston embracing God's more. I see on our website that you, on yours, I'm, I'm claiming membership too, on our website, that we are a congregation that exists to know Christ, to grow in him as we serve and make disciples. What does embracing God's more for us mean here today? Three things I'd like to share. But first, you know the book of Ephesians. It's a letter, an epistle, believed to be written by the Apostle Paul. It is written to help us Christians see the value of our position in Christ. Sometimes life's challenges and our own stuff that we might not talk about blinds us to the value we have as Christians. Sometimes we are wondering, I'm serving, I love Jesus, and I'm giving, I'm serving, I'm doing, and what is it getting me? This book is written to remind us of our value, our position in Christ, to understand the value not only of our salvation, but as members of Christ's body, as a community, the spiritual blessing that each of us, all of us, has in Christ. That's what we learn through the book of Ephesians. We learn we've been adopted into God's family, so when all of the stuff breaks loose in your house, your church, your block, your circle of friends, we are reminded when we feel isolated and alone, left out on the periphery of life or the church, that we have been adopted into the family of God no matter what other humans say or think or do. Amen. Isn't that good news? Ephesians helps us understand that we are now in the life of Christ. And some of God's plan is a mystery, but that mystery has now been revealed through Jesus Christ. So in chapter 3, our text... Paul prays for the whole church, and Paul prays for things, that we Christians would be strengthened on the inside. That's what we need. That Christ would dwell in our hearts, that, that we would embrace the presence of Christ in our hearts day by day. That we Christians would understand 
the power that we have to comprehend the extent of God's work and that Christians would know the love of Christ. This was critical for Christians in the first century. They were in house churches, no more temples, no more beautiful edifices like this one that we're privileged in to be today. Uh, No more grand processionals in their day as they walked uh, together going to worship at the temple. No more dramatic public events. Their Jerusalem temple was now in ruins. They lived in a city that had dedicated uh, uh, Rome to its emperors. There was no worship. There was no tangible place. No external signs of their faith. So what these Christians needed was an extraordinary confidence. I'm wondering how many of us, and I would submit all of us, this text helps us to learn, we all need to have more confidence in the value of who we are in Christ and the power of God's Spirit. So I ask us again, what situations today are we in that maybe we've not been in before? How has the earth shifted in our world as the church in Evanston? How many external signs that we are used to being the church have shifted? There's been a pivot, and we find ourselves trying to adapt to what it means to be church, not only post-pandemic, although COVID's still here, but all the other things that we are grappling with as the church. Maybe we've lost our balance and our equilibrium. Whatever the case today, this reminds us that we have a choice to embrace God's more. Now, this word more means beyond, superabundant in quantity, superior in quality, excessive, very high, above measure. That's unbelievable to me. Because in my life and service as part of the church, things often seem as there is nothing God's able to do. And yet this text says God is able to do the more, able to do beyond what I think, able to be super abundant in quantity, in superior in quality, no matter what things look like. So three things. First thing is, if we're going to embrace God's more, maybe we need to learn to ask. You know, sometimes as Christians, we pray. We do pray. Thank God we pray. But, but, but maybe we, we need a little more humility just to simply ask. Because remember our value in Christ. God, we need, and you fill in the blank. Because God is able to do more The word here, learning to ask, that ask, that word literally means to beg for, to crave, to desire. Just because we won't ask doesn't mean that God won't do it. So maybe we have forgotten our value in Christ, and maybe we have forgotten that the passion we need to just go after it. Think of the other things in our lives. When we want what we want, we know how to ask. We know how to go after it. We know how to lobby for it. We know how to advocate for it. This text tells us that we, to embrace God's more, we have to learn how to ask. And so the question today is, are we willing to go for it as Christians? and ask God to do what we think is not possible? Or are we weary as the people at the church at Ephesus were? Disillusioned, anxious, weary by their reality. No shame, no blame about that. We all get tired. 
We all get disillusioned. We can be Christians forever, and we still are human, and we get tired. We have to learn to ask if we're going to embrace God's more. Secondly, we have to have an open mind. Don't you get tired of people telling you that I do? Okay, Barbara, you need to be open. Well, that's what the text tells us, because God is able to do more. Have an open mind, open to embrace, to see, to perceive, to know. There is so much more God's word and God's spirit has to show us if we're willing and open to that. The truth is that we cannot fathom, I cannot fathom in my mind how much God can and will do for me, for us. I just cannot. Made in God's image, fearfully and wonderfully made. All of us having value and worth and we have strengths and we have gifts and yet, even with all of that, God is God. Our thoughts are not God's thoughts. God's ways are not our ways, correct? That's what scripture says in another place. And so to embrace the more, maybe we need to have an open mind. Finally, have an open heart. This text tells us that we have to choose every day to have an open heart to God and God's spirit. Be available to God. God is able to do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. That word for power, as you know, is dunamis in the Greek. The word means force, ability, abundance, might, and strength. We get our word dynamite from one version of that. We know it in our minds, but the text invites us to believe this in our hearts and have an open heart to no matter what we are facing, what we are dealing with, <coughs> excuse me, that we are willing to be open to God's more. Well, that's about it, folks. Will we wonder, wander, W-A-N-D-E-R, around and focus on our questions? And our questions are important. Will we focus on what we don't know, knowing what we don't know is important? Will we, though, focus on what God's word does tell us? Focus on the fact that we are beloved by God. Will we choose to realize that God has more, no matter what we think, but are we willing to have an open mind? God is able and will do more for us together if we are willing to have an open heart. And God is certainly able to do more than we can ask, think, or imagine if we are willing to ask. Thanks be to God for the victory. Let's choose to embrace God's more. Amen.